Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the Let Me Fix My Crown podcast. Hey guys, you guys can't see me waving, but I am waving. Hey guys, um, for all the new listeners of the podcast, I would like to welcome you and thank you for joining us for an episode of the Let Me Fix My Crown podcast. Your support is so greatly appreciated. As for my OG listeners, you guys are the real MVPs out here in the streets. Thank you for the continued support of the podcast. Um, We love you for free over here. Real talk. (laughs) So if you are new to the podcast, um, I'm your host, Regina. I'm also known as Coach G in the Instagram streets. If you know, you know, and if you don't, you just don't. Um, newbies, I just want to welcome you to a place where we have uncomfortable conversations about mental health, healing, and life as a whole. And as a person who studies mental health for a living, let me just tell you, we all struggle with our mental health. So that's why I built this platform so that we can have comfortable and uncomfortable conversations about mental health, healing, and life as a whole and get real about it because, listen, everybody is struggling these days. Okay. So um, before we start, I just want to give you a few reminders. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook because we are building a better tribe. So go support your girl on both Facebook and Instagram at LMFMC Podcast on IG. And it is the Let Me Fix My Crown Podcast on Facebook. Um, I'm going to start doing better, as I said about posting because I really slack in that department. And, and and for the newbies, feel free to go back and listen to any of the episodes and leave us an honest review. Please leave us an honest review, what you like, what you didn't like. Listen, all opinions are welcome. Now let's just let's just jump into the podcast. So Today's podcast is all about the fourth quarter. Now, I know I'm a little late to the game talking about the fourth quarter, but like, what are your goals? Like, we're at the end of 2023. Now, originally, this was supposed to air like at the beginning of November, but I'm legit recording this after Thanksgiving because life just be lifing over here. And if you know, you just know. Like, sometimes I just can't sit down at the desk and record an episode And that's just how life be having me in a chokehold. And there's nothing I can do about that. But let's take a step back. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm all about checking in and seeing where you are at emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. Now, we are not 100% in all of these. You may be 50% in one, 2% in one, 5% in another, and 0% in another Like. It just sometimes it just don't add up. The goal is to be at least 25% in each of these things, but sometimes it just don't add up. So, like, do some inventory, do some, 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 some internal inventory of yourself and, you know, find out exactly where you're at emotionally, where you're at mentally, where you're at physically, where you're at spiritually, where you're at financially. Now, for your girl, Coach G, I pretty much um, focus on my mental, my financial, and emotionally. 
those are the things that I like to work on like all the time. Um, Cause being a mental health counselor, doing internship, finishing up grad school, doing papers and things like that mentally and emotionally, sometimes I'm just drained. And financially, I just want to be rich. I just want to wake up one day and just be rich. Like, I just don't want to work no more. Not even that I don't want to work no more. I don't want to work as hard as I've been working to survive. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to like pay off debt. Like, oh my God, just pay off this student loan debt. Um, Pay off this consumer credit. Like some of my credit cards, I just paid off one credit card and like, then I get hit with like an interest charge. The capital one be bugging. I'm about to, I'm about to just go on a rant, but capital one be bugging pays off the whole credit card. It's legit a zero balance. Right. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm done with the card today. I get flagged and they like, not even flagged. I get a notice talking about, Oh, you have a 30, 31, 31, um, fit balance. Um, and I'm like, what? So I go and I look and it's like interest charge. I'm like interest charge to what? Zero. So I call them and they're like, Oh no, this is for like a cash advance and cash advances, um, accrue, um, interest daily. And this was it, but it's not 31, 31, it's $31 and 56 cents. So I said, well, why would you guys post that I owe 31.31 if it's really 31.56. And they was like, oh no, you know, I was like, listen, I just want to pay this and get it over with. The guy did a whole song and dance with me and it really pissed me off at the end of the day. So I just was like, whatever. Long story short, I paid the 31.56, but they was trying to get over on me. So because would I have not paid that extra 20 some odd cents, they would have been coming for me for like a late charge or adding that times in that by whatever the interest rate was like, like why y'all play so much? Why y'all play so much with people? So financially, I'm just trying to pay off my consumer debt, pay these student loans that's down. I want to buy a house next year. So I'm trying to get my debt down, down, down while saving for a down payment while still looking good doing all these things. Yeah. It's a fucking struggle out here. <laughs> so as we do our mental health check-in, like I know somebody's like, why is this important? Why is it important? I mean, I go in and do internal audits all the time. I do self-reflecting and I do my internal audits. But at the end of the year, it is so important to do an internal audit just to make sure that when you get to the beginning of the year, that you starting off fresh and like, there's nothing that's lagging, like legit, there's nothing that's lagging. And, um, there's nothing that you're carrying from last year into the new year. I, I always save my physical for last. And I'll tell you why a lot of people make physical, um, goals to go to the gym, to work out, to do all these things. I just got my eating under control. This year alone, I didn't even set a goal to go to the gym. I legit said, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to pack lunch sometime, but my overall goal was to eat better. So I drink more water. I drink more tea. I have been ODing on the coffee, but that's a whole nother story. We're not going to get into that. 
but I drink a lot more water than I used to. And I haven't really been eating any fried food when I kind of like, I crave it every now and then, but I don't eat any real fried food. Oh my God. I just realized that. Mm. Real good shit, Regina. Good shit. So you, you just want to make sure you do a deep, deep dive into your internal audit and make sure that you're starting a new in 2024. A lot of people say they're going to do this, they're going to do that. My suggestion is that you start off small and short, small and short. Do not go out and get all these unrealistic goals. And then when you don't fulfill them, you're upset with yourself. The expectation is too high. Lower it a little bit. Humble yourself because you're never going to achieve it. You're never going to achieve it. Like you just got to do one step at a time. My physical goal was to eat better. I've, I've, I think I've gotten that down pack. Now I think I can move on to working out. Spiritually, I would love to go back to church, but I am so scarred from church. I just need to find a new church house. And also I have my belief system is somewhere between the 90s. I believe in Allah and a whole bunch of stuff I believe in. Like, so like I can't just go to a traditional church because I have beliefs that stem from there, but then it, there's some beliefs that I have that resonate with me now. So like it's hard for me. And then we have the new age of, you know, everybody's included and you can't say this and you can't say that. So again, yeah. So going to church for me is like, can I watch it on TV? I don't know. And then I'd be feeling like some people are just too cult-like. So yeah, spiritually, I'm not there. I think I'm going to put spirituality for me in like maybe the 5% bucket at this moment. It's a, it's at a 5%. So my top three things to focus on in the fourth quarter moving into 2024 it's still going to be my mental, emotional, and financial. I don't think that I'm going to change that. I don't really think I'm going to change that. You should always set goals for your mental and your emotional well-being. Always. You should always set goals for your mental and emotional wellness. One thing that I've learned over the course of the year is why it's so important for me to create healthy boundaries. And someone may hear this and be triggered by it. And I'm just going to let you know that don't take it personal. But as an introverted person, people drain me. My family members know to leave me alone sometime. Like, I just don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk. I talk for a living. I'm a podcaster. But some days I'm so mentally drained from talking to kids talking to clients, talking to patients, talking to insurance companies that I can't talk no more, you know? And then I have people that want to take up space in my life because some people are extroverted and they want to be around a lot of people. I dislike being around a lot of people because people take your energy from you. So creating healthy boundaries has been something that I have been working on for quite some time. And I think I pretty much got it down to a science. That being said, I do tell my friends when I don't want to be bothered. 
I do. And it, it's not in a disrespectful sense. I don't ignore them. I just let them know, hey, this is too much for me right now. I need space. Now I have two friends right now that really don't get it. One who claims she's an introvert. I don't know how true that is. The other one is very much so um, extroverted, but always wants to be around the introvert myself who doesn't want the human interaction all the time and gets quite offended when I tell her I'm, I don't, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. And she gets offended and I'm trying to still work on how to not offend people, but I came to the conclusion that it's never going to be anything like that. Like people are going to be offended because people just don't understand that it's okay for someone not to want to hang out with you. It's okay for someone to not want to have lunch with you. It's okay for someone to protect their mental health and their mental space. It's okay. So creating healthy boundaries is like at the top of my list. Check that off. You guys, let me tell you something. Check that off. You don't want to go into 2024 without having or creating some healthy boundaries. And another thing when it comes to my mental and emotional wellness that I'm working on is incorporating self-care into my life. So incorporate self-care into your life. I used to think self-care meant um, getting my nails done, getting my feet done, my lashes, my eyebrows, you know, doing all the pampering stuff. It wasn't until recently that I realized that incorporating self-care means just basically taking time to yourself, loving on yourself, protecting yourself, spending time with yourself, balancing yourself, like dating yourself, devoting. It's just you. It's just spending time with you, loving on you, doing more of what makes you happy. Staying focused, worrying less, living more. These are the things that you should be doing in your self-care. So what I started doing is cutting my phone off because I really have a problem with my phone. And it's not a social media thing because I could care less. But I want to talk to some the friends that I that I I'm, I'm introverted, but I enjoy their conversation. Those be the friends that I talk to all the time. And I'd be like, oh, I don't have no time to do this. I don't have no time to do that. But low key, I just spent like two hours on the phone with Shorty. Like I could have used that two hours to do something else. So self-care for me is giving myself detoxes from my phone. That means turning it off for hours in and not turning it back on until a certain amount of time, like maybe two, three hours later. Self-care for me is, again, setting healthy boundaries, spending time with myself, you know, maybe reading a book, taking a walk, you know, going to get a facial. I've been saying, oh, I need a facial, I need a facial, I need a facial. Doing something that makes me happy. Spending money makes me happy. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say it. Spending money does makes me happy, but we're not going to get into that because we are trying to be financially stable, independent, and working on building generational wealth. And spending money is not the way to go. But I'm not going to be out here living broke and frugal and looking busted. That is not what I'm going to do. 
So yeah, those are the things that I'm working on, you know, um, creating healthy boundaries and incorporating self-care into my life. So I think if you are looking for a goal, there's one, incorporating self-care into your into your life. But just think about what self-care means. It means taking care of yourself. So if taking care of yourself means you're going to take a five-minute walk at night to clear your head, do that. If self-care is writing down a list of things that you think that you should be doing, do it and review it. Self-care can be anything that makes you happy. That's self-care. It's the care of oneself. It's loving on you. It's making time for you, doing the things that you like. Financially, I already told y'all, my goal is to become financially independent, financially stable, And I'll tell you why that's important, right? Um, So it's no secret. um, If you've listened to this podcast for quite some time, you know about my upbringing. I I grew up in a very dysfunctional house. I say it's dysfunctional. Others may disagree with it, but whatever. Um, Both of my parents were uh, addicts, uh, alcoholics, um, and uh, they utilized other substances. And Financial stability was something that I ain't never seen before. All right. My mother was on welfare. Um, she had food stamps and I've never seen her manage anything when it came to money, any single thing. As I grew up, all I wanted to do was work because I knew working was going to be my way out. And once I started working, I never stopped. Right. I never stopped. Then I realized that I was something was happening to me, right? I was going so hard and I became so tight with money. I would never want to spend money because I never wanted to be broke like my mother. I never saw her manage anything. So when I started to mismanage my money, when I ended up in housing court, when my lights turned out, I was like, okay, so what does this mean? This means no one ever taught me the value of money. No one ever told me how to tell your dollars where to go and what to do. So I started watching Susie Orman. That was the first financial guru that I watched. And I watched her faithfully every Saturday night. I would not go outside. I think she came on at eight o'clock. I would watch this lady faithfully and listen to the calls that she took. And then I got put on to Dave Ramsey. Now I'm into stocks, bonds, this, that, you name it. I never wanted to be like my mom. I never wanted to leave my kids with nothing, without anything. I I legit just wanted to be better, you know? I just wanted to be better um, than what she, you know, what she had. Or what she was doing for us, you know? I didn't want to have no type of addictions or anything like that. And since we're on that topic, you know, telling your money where to go and what to do, it is so important. It is so important when you are starting to become financially stable to have a budget and to understand your budget, right? I use a zero-based balance budget you can use whatever type of budget you that works for you, but that's the budget that works for me. I do have a budget planner. Um, I graduated from using just paper and pen. I have a budget planner now. I've been using it. F- I had 
completed one last year and I have a new one. Now there's several other ones that I want to try. And I think I have it on a sticky somewhere around here. Let me see. I have it on a sticky somewhere around here, but I'm not even going to dig to find it. There are other um, budget books that I really want to try out. But if there's anything that make me made me or helped me in assistance with getting better with my, my money is having a budget and seeing exactly what I'm spending money on. The amount of money I spend on cable, ridiculous. For what? I don't even watch television. My father watches maybe three channels, maybe three channels. Why do I pay for it? I started cutting down on everything. T-Mobile now has Wi-Fi for $50. I have T-Mobile playing with my cell phone. I plan on canceling my cable and getting Wi-Fi. That's it. That's it. It makes no sense for me to be spending almost $200 on TV I don't watch. It's ridiculous. So that's another thing. And working. Now, like I said, I'm in school, so I'm completing my graduate degree in mental health counseling. But not only am I doing that, I work full-time. And then after I go to work full-time, I'm at my internship. But I did feel like sometimes I need like seven other jobs. Even though I'm rebranding, planning to launch DNA NYC in the spring, with its new look, its new face and everything, I really do feel like with that launch, it's going to take me about $10,000 just for the campaigning, the photography, the models, the whole look. It's going to take about $10,000. So I need to raise $10,000 to put into that and so that we can sell the merch so I can get even triple that back. Because if I spend, 30, if I spend 10, I want to get at least 30 to 40 back. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, and we already spoke about physical, you know, setting realistic goals, having a better diet is another step. Is actually flip that. The first step in physical is to basically have a better diet is your first step. It should be your first step. And you should also set realistic goals. I say that because some people have unrealistic goals. I really do. I know I can't work out four days a week because I don't got time to sleep when I'm getting the time to work out. Um, and another point is knowing when to take a break. Burnout is real. This is coming from a person that gets up at five in the morning, is at her desk at seven, leaves that desk at two to get to another desk at three so that she can see about six to seven clients to be out of that clinic by eight, to come home and take care of her father and dog, to go to bed by 11 and to do it all again, five days a week. Burnout is real. Burnout is real. So know when to take a break. If your body is telling you to go to sleep, go to sleep. If your body's like, nah, I'm not doing it today, don't force it. Know the signs and the symptoms of burnout. It's irritation. It's high blood pressure. It's the it's depression. It's anxiety. It's all of those things. Burnout is so real. I think that I'm gonna have to do a me, my mental health, and I on burnout so that y'all can really get the better understanding of 
how bad burnout can be. And it's not just for people who work in the healthcare profession. Everybody experiences burnout. It's so real and it's so common that no one talks about it. Well, those are my points for the fourth quarter and the things that you should be working on before you head into 2024. If you love this episode, please do me a favor and like and review it on whichever platform you are listening to it on. If you choose to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, that's great. But you know what would be better? If you listen to it on Spotify. Yes, so we are now hosted on Spotify for podcasters. So head over to Spotify and give us a rate and review. And also, if I have a question or a poll up there, don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. Please interact. Okay? And <laughs> Thank you. And... Don't forget to follow us on IG and Facebook um, and do us a favor and vote for the next episode by clicking the link in the show notes. Yes, vote for the next episode by clicking the link in the show notes. It will greatly, it will help us. It'll help us a lot. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Let Me Fix My Crown podcast. As always, stay tuned for another episode and share with someone you think would benefit from my words of wisdom. It has been real, guys. I hope you like it. I hope you love it. Please share with the world um, your takeaways and why this was such a good episode. I would greatly appreciate it. I think that I will do another episode. My hair is not done, but I'll just slick some edge control on and get these eyebrows done and put a little bit of mascara on because we know we already cute. And I will give y'all some visuals next week. How about that? I felt the need to come and talk to you about the fourth quarter. So here is your fourth quarter episode. Let me know what are your goals for 2024. Until next time, ladies and gents. Bye. Oh, yeah. Y'all can't see me waving. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> I'm going to catch y'all. I'm going to catch y'all later. It's been real.